everybody. This is Noelle. And I'm Jenna. And you're listening to More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. Certainly is a Freaky Friday this week. Literally Friday. Right now. Right yes, now. It is Friday. We are recording this Friday. You guys would be it's very like disappointed in our procrastination, but we have PM. lives. Yes, we have lives. And I had to work today. Jenna's had to work all week long, and we had some really big technical difficulties with doing it over the internet yesterday when she had the day off, so... Yep. Here we are having to re-record. We literally got three quarters of the way through the episode. Oh, yeah. It said it was recording. minutes, I think, we recorded. Yes. It said it recorded all of that, but during playback, it literally got two minutes. So, so here we are. Wasted. Yeah, all so of it. wasted. It was good, too, guys. I know. We had some really funny anecdotes about ourselves. We'll see <laughs> if it happens again naturally, probably not, but probably I'm not. Wearing not. My slippers. <laughs> <laughs> my feet are a little clammy, though. <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, will get it if we were able to tell our story yesterday. But if you, I don't know, did you, that typo that led to that, is that still in there? I have no idea if it is. We'll see. All we'll right. We'll see if I didn't change it, but I might have. Oh, here we go. All right, guys. So just like the past couple of weeks, we're just going to get the nitty gritty out of the way early. We want to let you all know one of the easiest and cheapest ways to support us, as in free, is to leave a five-star review anywhere you can. We know you for sure can leave one um, on Spotify, iTunes, Audible, Acast, and you can leave us recommendations on our Facebook page. Uh, another free way to support us is to interact with our posts on the socials and share the posts and the podcast with your friends and families. If you don't already, head over to the socials and give us a foul, foul. <laughs> give us a foul. foul. Give us oh, a, foul. give us a bird. Give us, give us a chicken or a duck. Uh, yeah, duck. Any, I guess. Yeah. Isn't any bird a foul? Yeah. I don't know. I think. <laughs> I have no idea. Actually, I was thinking like a sports fowl because a chicken is a dinosaur. Fowl. No, I was thinking of like waterfowl, like duck for some reason. Okay, anyway, okay. you can give us a follow. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at More Than Murder. You can follow us on Insta at More Than Murder Pod. And, oh, sorry. Yep, that's right. More Than Murder Pod. I got you off because I thought it was just More Than Murder for a second. Nope, nope. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter uh, at More Than Underscore Murder. There we go. <laughs> You can also follow us on TikTok at More Than Murder Pod, where you can see all of our episode trailers, as well as on YouTube at More Than Murder. Now I'm just going to get into the episode again, because we just want to get to whatever else we want to do today that we weren't able to do yesterday either because of this shit. So. <laughs> uh, we love you guys. Yeah, you, you, we are very dedicated. You are the reason we do this every week. <laughs> so write us in and leave us reviews. Yes, please. Because it's getting boring here. <laughs> it's just getting the tiring. technical difficulties that keep happening. Yeah, same stuff. Every week. And it's just like, come on. We don't have a tech crew. We don't no. have. It's just us, we you guys. It's us. It's been shit lately. And so our just technology so you know. is high school whatever we took. Well, no, I'd say mine is pretty well, you know, past that. But I mean, like, yes, but I'm not, coming into it, we did not take, like, a BOCES computer class or 
least oh. I didn't. Yeah, I had computer like, classes no. and I had statistics classes and oh, all yeah, these other and things. Oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, no, like, high school for me. And that this, wasn't even This anything. is editing and all this <sighs> other stuff and why technology doesn't work half the time and what's going on. And so, yeah, I'm not getting into all that. I don't like that. I'm a creative person. I like the creative creating portion, not the back Exactly. And, you know, 30% <sighs> is the creative part. And yeah. then, you know, the other, the what, is all 70 the is all the back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just us. Like, until we get money, there ain't going to be anybody else doing it. So, so leave us five-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Please. At this um, point, I'll get out my knees and gravel. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not sure if I've done a prison episode before because I can't remember. But as you can see from the title, here we are. Still sticking with the haunted theme from the past couple weeks, we are staying in our home state of New York today and traveling nearer to New York City to explore an old haunted building that has worn many hats over its lifespan. Today we are talking about the New York City Farm, aka the Warwick State Training School for Boys, aka the Mid-Orange Reformatory or the Mid-Orange Correctional Facility. Jeez, so, jeez, jeez. Lots of things. <laughs> yes. All, all very relative, but different. So, yes. Its history is actually pretty interesting. The New York City farms were created back in 1912, shortly after New York City purchased the property from a man named Thomas Durland. I guess I read it with some sort of trade for, like, the, the uh, another place I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but the trade was kind of confusing. So, yes, it was... It was purchased from Thomas Durland, and that's all we need to know right now. Yeah, we don't need to get into the freaking <laughs> nope. logistics of the trade. No. So, the city purchased it with intentions of opening the New York City farms. The farms were actually created with intentions of being a, quote, colony of sorts. And that this was for drug and alcohol addicted men, <clears throat> excuse me, addicted men, pretty much like rehab. And that's actually pretty interesting because... According to the research, it was one of the United States' very first treatment centers for drug and alcohol addiction, and the program was run by the New York City Board of Inebrid, Inebridi, Inebridi, yes. She had a lot of trouble that yesterday, too. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a hard word. It's, a, like, inebriated, but then inebriated. Inebriated. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I know the full word, but the inebriety, inebriety. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Whatever. Something um. like that. In its early years, the property housed no buildings. Uh, the program was actually created because, at the time, New York recently passed an anti-drug law, and, became, uh, and because of it, the hospitals were quickly overrun by people who were having this issue. And a lot of times, you know, from all the asylum episodes, we know that mental illness and, you know, the treating of, of substance abuse disorders was also happening there so a lot of that was overcrowding which yeah they are both coincided but a lot of times it's aa and then you mm -hmm. know something mm -hmm. else yeah there's underlying reasons for addiction so mental health and addiction go hand, hand in hand, hand as you said mm -hmm. yeah so the program had to house these men but had no facility in which to do so and for a quick solution the state put up 10 tents that each held 10 men, totaling in the max capacity of 100 men. Okay. Why wouldn't the men have built, 
like even at a lot of other places and prisons and stuff, they use, you know, the, the people that are staying there to kind of help build the places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing they just didn't have the funding. Yeah, I was going to say it had to probably come down to funding. Yeah, they just didn't have the funding for it. To get the, the materials mm-hmm. needed. Mm-hmm. So, and also, I mean, in order to build a building, you, you know, you're getting, this isn't, and I'm not trying to, I don't, I'm trying to word this I get respectfully. it, I get it, yep, yep. Um, you know, these are people who are struggling possibly with withdrawals and yeah, all sorts of other things. True. They probably aren't capable in that time true. frame to that's be building true. something. Yeah. No, so, I mean, literally alcohol withdrawal can kill you. It's the very worst one. It can kill so, you. So I would say that it's probably coupled with that and the funding. And so maybe the time was, proved yeah. to work at yeah. the time. It was something you need to get them at least housing Somewhere. for the period of time. Yeah. So, uh Let's see where I am. Yes, they did try to keep the different types of, um, you know, addictions separate. So men addicted to alcohol and men addicted to drugs, they had about a three-quarter mile stretch between their tent colonies so that they could give adequate attention, I feel like, Mm -hmm. to the specifics of each type of withdrawals that they had. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, instead of them being integrated, and you never know what could happen with Somebody who's withdrawing on alcohol, you know, and somebody else yeah. who's withdrawing from something else. I mean, it couldn't, it's something and that could probably be a bad situation. The different substances affect you differently yeah. as well, you know, so. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, so the, that's like, quite a big area of land. Mm-hmm. Three quarter, wait, what was it? Yeah, three quarter stretch of a mile. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think later on I don't know if I ever mentioned it but I do I do believe it's on like a very big property it'd have to very be big. if they're separated quite I mean yeah that's a pretty large stretch mm-hmm so uh now you may notice that I keep saying men and that's because this facility began as a place for men and continued to be for the male gender for its entirety Don't forget that at this time, if you've listened uh, to all the previous episodes of our poorhouses and asylums and things like that, it was when women could and would be sent to poorhouses for simply having a bad day or, you know, crying too much. And it wasn't to get them help, it was to get them under control. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people just, the men or the fathers, the significant others, they could just send them whenever, just check them in Mm -hmm. like it was a hotel. Mm-hmm. This camp for men was designed to help them, designed for rehabilitation. And in most cases, women weren't released from the poorhouses. And if they were, it certainly wouldn't be because they were deemed rehabilitated. It would have been on the word of their spouse or father. Yeah, and then as, she'd we, as we know. Be sent back the next month for exactly. PMSing, you know. Uh, a once a month stay. Too yeah. bad it's not a wonderful retreat because actually, you know. Yeah, send me I away for the right week. right now, you know? Sean be like, yeah, pack her ass up, get <laughs> out of here. Me too, we'd be going the same time. <laughs> I know! We'd go, oh, that'd be great. Oh, I'm that'd that. be fantastic. Except my husband is very good. He knows <laughs> to bring me chocolate and yeah. all the things, and if I do nothing, he's like, oh, yeah. you might be profane. He, mine's you. like, you look exhausted. I'm like, I feel it. And then um, I go on the couch and I pass out for like four hours, which yes. usually I cannot nap. I'm just, <sighs> I can't nap either. It's hard. Yeah, during the day, if it's, like, uh-huh. in the evening and it's dark, I can possibly doze yes. off. Yep. But I cannot nap during the day. So if I'm napping during the day, I am either really tired or I've got mm-hmm. a multitudinous of my cats cuddling on me and I'm very warm and comfy. Oh, that's a perfect recipe. <laughs> and my vibrations are low because of their purrs and it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, you're just uh, in the perfect spot, the perfect warmth. Everything just measures up and you're like, all right. 
I can't even, like, nap without my cats. Like, yesterday I woke up from my nap and I had Mango right here and I had Callie, like, stretched out next to me. I'm like, ah, this is wonderful. Uh Yeah, no, it's got to be, got to have Atari behind me. And then the only cat that will cuddle with me is Trinity and she doesn't even really cuddle with me. Mm Mm-hmm. By two years later, in 1914, about, I think, 60 men, yeah, more than 60 men had gone through treatment at the farm. Uh, So you can see that at this point there was no overcrowding happening because they were able to house 100 men, and throughout two years there had been 60 that had gone through and out and all that. So, And that's kind of like a trend, I feel like. This place tries to keep things... On the up and up. Yeah. They try Good. to keep it nice. Yeah. You yeah. know. From Which is the outside of. point of view. <laughs> so, you know, who knows about the inside point of view because I didn't read any horror stories. So yeah. we'll just say yeah. that. I never know. In 1915, it was officially dedicated and construction began to build a few structures, but they still mostly continued on with their tent system. Mm. Uh, Dr. Charles Stokes was the facility's medical director, and he was also the former Surgeon General for the United States. Neat. However, the farm wasn't getting the results that, you know, people were kind of looking for, and it was retired in 1918. So it went from 1912 to 1918, which at the time, I mean, the tent system and everything seemed to work okay. Yeah, it just probably, I mean... uh... There just wasn't enough people. They were probably hoping to get more people in, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, I'm going to quote an article I read because I thought it was interesting, and I'll explain why I thought it was interesting once I've read it. This quote comes from AbandonOnline.net, an article titled Warwick State Training School for Boys, and the quote says, That November, Congress passed the Wartime Prohibition Act, a temporary measure that was intended to protect the nation's grain reserves for the war effort. It had been passed after armistice. I can't, I have a problem with this word, Armistice Armistice Day, and was set to take effect in mid-1919, but by the fall, the Prohibition Act was passed, which made the sale of alcoholic drinks illegal, shortly after the New York City farm was then permanently closed. Now, either I have a terrible memory, which, if you've been listening, we all know this is true, or (laughs) they didn't teach us this part in middle school social studies, because I truly... Did not know, and Gustavo didn't remember this either, and he's really good at history, that the prohibition actually began for wartime efforts to preserve grain, which really makes Makes sense. sense. A lot of sense. Like, I I thought it was just because, you know, the war on alcohol, you know, Uh, don't don't drink. That's how it's portrayed. You know, that is how it's portrayed when you're learning about it, is it's like alcohol is this really bad bad thing, and it makes you do bad stuff, and we don't want it anymore. You know, the morality behind everything. Yeah, but no, it was actually to preserve grain, which uh, that's what... Beer and spirits are made out of yeah, things, yeah, so yeah. that makes and, sense. And that does. They probably started out, you know, that way with, all right, we need to to ration and we need to hold back on what we're using grain for, and then it moved into because they probably saw actual positive outcomes uh-huh, from uh-huh. it because they, they were able to close down the farm because yeah. people didn't need right it there. anymore. Yeah, and ob- but obviously they it's know. because I mean, people were fucking drinking. Americans kind of have a gluttony issue. You know, <laughs> I will admit it. Like yeah. I said in yesterday's recording, that isn't recorded. Maybe um, we don't have. <laughs> I, I remember I mentioned yeah, that, yeah. you know, it's different in the United States as opposed to places like Italy and France where mm-hmm. you 
grow up having a glass of wine with dinner, and so yeah. you don't feel the need to it's indulge. It's a different relationship completely yeah. with alcohol. We look at it as this forbidden thing when we're young. So we that indulge. That we do, and we go to parties in the woods, mm-hmm. and we drink our beer, and we have the older people buy it for us, and <laughs> party like it's 1999 on the <laughs> fucking 21st. Yeah. So that's what I mean by America has a gluttony problem. It's not like in, in general, which it kind of is. Everybody does, I feel like. But anyway... Um, yeah, I, you know, seven deadly sins type thing. It, yeah, you know? like that. That's all over. But yes, the way that we look at alcohol is, is completely different. Than very the way different, and can can be looked at as problematic and too much. Yeah. Yes. So now we're going to move on to the Warwick State Training School for Boys because we have now ended the segment the where the tent colony you know was thriving. It's not thriving mm-hmm. anymore, and it's shut down. A little forewarning, it's going to get a little confusing maybe because, well, not for people who read books and watch TV shows, but I'm <laughs> going to start here, but in order to fully understand what's going on, I have to go all the way back to 1825, and I'm only going to do that at the end of the segment. So no, it makes sense. We have to... Because we did it yesterday. It makes yeah. sense. It makes <laughs> yeah. sense. So... Because you, you ask yourself, like, when you're reading this, you kind of ask yourself, like but why? And then you go into, but why? So you're just answering a question that pops in our heads and it works fine. Okay, good, good. I didn't want it to be like, you know, where you jump around from time frame to time frame and you're like, where am I in history? No, I get it. Some people can't deal, like if shows bounce around, some people are like, I could not stand that show. I couldn't. Yeah, that's why I said if you like read books, because a lot of books do do Uh that and you don't get the imagery except for in your head. And for me, it doesn't hurt me. Like, I'm fine with it. I'm like, all right, you know, but some people just can't bounce. Sometimes productions don't do it well though sometimes no, they do true. it too choppy uh-huh. where you're yep. like hold on a second am i in which generation am i in they don't do it good enough there's not a smooth transition uh-huh. yeah so the one show on fucking freeform cruel summer they do a great job of really it. everything is colored differently oh nice and the characters look a little bit different so yeah like, even if they're not you can tell the up, generational like, differences 19 and it's <clears throat> a few years so if you can't like see actually like 1990 whatever like yeah. you still know what yeah. era you're in so they, they do a good job same thing with great. same thing with uh why women kill that one was good too the yes. first season of that yep. one so after another short one run of trying to work as a facility for addicted men in 1920 it did not last long it was run by the new york state corrections facility mm. um so by 1929 the new york state I'm sorry, yeah, the New York State Social Welfare Department took over, and they rebranded the place as the Warwick State Training School for Boys, which, by the title, I'm sure you can assume, you know, is kind of for juvenile delinquents and troubled teens and children, you know, who... I feel like we've talked about training schools in our true crime episode. Oh, yeah, I think A lot of those kids, I think Carl Pran's Ram was sent to That's what I was thinking, too. That's what popped into my head was... uh, the lighthouse guy. <laughs> the lighthouse guy. Her episode. I remember his name. I know. Carl. Carl. That's Carl. 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 <laughs> oh, Jesus. By 1931, the school held 103 boys. So that was only, I think, like three years after 1929. Yeah, two years after. Big state, though. You know, yeah. they're pulling from everywhere. Mm-hmm. In 1932, the Tate, the Tate spent... The state spent two Dude, this point is off the rail. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Sorry, it's guys. It's Friday. We just already did this yesterday. And so. I turned thirty on Tuesday, so <sighs> I'm living out my last few days as twenty nine. I still got a couple months. <laughs> 
Uh, I had like three glasses of wine for no reason last night. I just felt I'm like, you know what? And they're like, you know, the little small. You remember when we yeah, went yeah, to yeah. winter in the village and we got those remakes? The little cute ones, yeah. That's the yep. ones I was, I had, and I just had like three three of those, and I was like, this is great. <laughs> Speaking of consuming be alcohol, the best time. Absolutely, of our lives. I have a lot to look forward to. Yep, thirty I've got bills to pay off. It's gonna be great. Uh huh. I'm be gonna great. be fucking mentally there and fucking crushing shit. That's right. And yep, that's how it's gonna go. That's right. Now you guys just help us get this podcast to fucking move. It'll be great. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. That'd be a great birthday present for both of it us. Really one. We both turned thirty this year. So and for the podcast, because guess what? The podcast may never have a birthday again. <laughs> just be honest. <laughs> Hey, they got to know. We're not saying anything else. But. Nope, nope. All right, so the state spent two $2.3 billion. Sorry. <laughs> we just it's a million. $2.3 million. I was going to say, that's a lot of money. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we're right. Austin Powers. All right. Sorry, guys. In 1932, the state spent $2.3 million on a whole complex. No. Per the governor at the time. Still a lot of money. Damn. It really is, especially for like 1932. Yeah, that was probably like Great Depression. Now. I don't even know how they were able to do that, to be honest. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah, the crash yeah. was in 29. Yeah. I get prohibition and that era mixed up for some reason. Well, they're very close. Yeah, because you have the, the 20s, time, and really. then 29 is when it crashed, which it probably crashed because we weren't selling fucking booze. <laughs> uh, and we had all the syndicates, you know, making money and not being taxed, and mm-hmm. don't even get me started. But yeah, okay, so that, yeah, and it went into the 30s. Yeah, so the complex that they built consisted of 16 L-shaped cottages. The cottages usually had two floors. The boys would sleep on the first floor and have their own separate rooms while their supervisors slept in apartments upstairs. Each cottage had their own supervisors who would typically work from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Really long days. Yeah. And they were also typically married couples who would act as the house parents, which Hmm. I think is kind of cool because these boys are, um, you know, they're minors at the time. Mm -hmm. They still need guidance and and nurturing and support. And a lot of juveniles are doing bad things for attention and and because they don't have that nurturing at home. Hopefully this can take care of that issue. Yeah. So. Just give them some fucking love, man. I know. That's all people need. All you need is love. All you need is love. favorite Beatles song. I do not own the rights to that song, so Mm -mm. do not come after me, Paul McCartney. We love you, actually. Or Disney. Doesn't Disney own something? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I feel like Disney owns everything. So, another thing they would do is they would have kind of um, substitute parents. If the parents needed to go somewhere, have a vacation or whatever, they would have another pa- another set of parents Okay. on the roster to come in and stay with the boys. Cool. Substitute. Yeah. Substitute parents. So... Substitute day is always the best day. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, they did have a designated building, which I feel like they have to, with 22 cells that could provide isolation to boys who became unruly and out of hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have behavioral issues. And yeah. you got to have some way to lock it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to separate Spend them from Spend some time people. alone. Yeah. Hey, I get in moods, and I just want to be the fuck alone. Leave yeah, alone. exactly. Lock me in a cell. Leave me the fuck alone. With the $2.3 million, they also constructed a barn for farm animals, a hospital, and clinics. 
a school, outdoor theater, an auditorium, a gymnasium, and an interfaith chapel, which recognized all the religions of those who dwelled with inside, and even a sports complex as well. So these kids had a lot of different... Good, get your energy out. ...extracurriculars that Uh they could kind of get interested in instead of committing crimes. Exactly. You being interested in robbing people and burning things and things or whatever you're doing... And let's get you interested in playing music. Let's get you interested in sports. Let's get you interested in art, art you yep, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Learning a trade of some sort. Like, just, just mm-hmm. something else to keep you busy. Kids have energy. Mm-hmm. Lots of it. Now, the completed facility was then again dedicated after it was all done in 1933, on which I have a quote for, which I thought was really, really nice for the time period, and we'll talk about why after. 33? 33. 33, okay. My dear Commissioner... Addy, which is what it says, but I'm not sure if somebody did a, like, typo when they made this, because it is a direct quote, uh, if it should be aid, because it says A-D-I-E, when I, I feel like it should be my dear commissioner aid, but. Oh, yeah. Well. I don't know. All right. I digress. I am reading what the words say. I am delighted to know that the official opening of the state training school for boys at Warwick is to be held next Sunday afternoon. You have known my longtime interest in these boys and my firm belief that with the assistance of the state, we can give them opportunity to become fine citizens. Hmm. The first year of my governorship, I was greatly distressed by the physical conditions which made the old school on Randall's Island so impossibly out of date. It was therefore a great satisfaction to me to assist in the establishment of the splendid new school at Warwick. Under these modern surroundings, the state has a great opportunity to prove that that our thesis is the right one. I wish much that I myself could be present at the opening. I hope that you will give all my old friends my warm regards. Very sincerely yours, Franklin. I had a problem with this yesterday. Franklin Delanor Roosevelt. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was actually really nice. You know, he was he doesn't want them. He didn't want them to be in these shitholes where they weren't getting the nurturing environment that they needed to make them Fine citizens, as he says. Yeah, he had, yeah. be- he believed in these kids. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really nice. I just like the Roosevelt's. I, I do, too. You know, I, I just, I really do. do. I feel like and Eleanor, like. I, I always loved learning about him uh-huh. and the New Deal and just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got a special place. <laughs> right here. <laughs> now, here's where we have to go way back because of a place that I mentioned in that quote. And I'll try to keep it brief. Back in the 1800s, and probably all throughout time before that, detained juveniles would be kept alongside adult inmates, which obviously isn't Mm -hmm. good for obvious Uh reasons. Uh In 1825, private, private citizens, I'm I'm haggard now. Private. (laughs) Private. Private citizens came together to create a house of refuge in New York City, and that's actually what was called, house Mm -hmm. of refuge. This facility, which eventually settled on Randall's Island, which FDR mentioned in his letter, was supposed to be for youth detention of all sexes, kids like pickpockets and beggars and such between the ages of 9 or 10 to 15. Mm -hmm. And however, sometimes these older teens, like 19-year-olds, would lie about their age to avoid adult prison. And Mm -hmm. it was easy to do at this time. It's 1825. You can lie about your age super easy. You're not carrying around a license because there is no driver's license. You know? Yeah, I mean... There's probably not even a social security card, you know? I mean... Eh, no, that probably existed. 
I don't know what times when social security cards came around. Actually, that's a good question. I'm that curious. is, yeah, I'm curious too. My computer's not open, so I can't really look. Yeah, and but... if I do, I'll be like. But I think it was before the 1800s, but may I or early 1800s. Who knows? My computer's kind of dying, so I guess we should probably speed it along. Yeah, plug it in. <laughs> they can get some feedback. You're gonna get some buzzing. Yeah, you're gonna buzz for a little bit, guys. Oh lord, it's gonna be loud. Oh, it is gonna be loud. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold off as long as possible. Okay. Okay, let's go. The end. Just kidding. No. Despite the fact that this was extremely effective in separating youth from adult sentencing, the facility still received no praise or funding. Well, no, the people did it themselves. It yeah. wasn't even funded at yeah, all. It wasn't. Despite the... Oh, I read that. Because of this, the facility was run after the model of the current prison system at the time, regardless of the detainee's age, which we know how lovely that is. Oh, prison system was shocking. <laughs> I mean, the model was horrible. And you're practicing this model that you're trying to separate kids from, but yet you're still practicing yeah. that model. It yeah. makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. They just so. didn't know how to do anything. They didn't know how to freaking do anything. No. So they were just like, this seems like it works. Let's just do that Beat over the here. shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Torture. Yeah. Yeah. By the beginning of the 1900s, evidence was out about the treatment of those on Randall's Island. Unsanitary conditions. Punishments were brutal and extreme. And the clothing provided was tattered and, and inadequate at best. Oh, yeah. And possibly worst of all, everything was co-ed, including living conditions. Relation. This is why I say possibly worst of all, because, you know, these are... Anyways, I'm going to... It comes up, Noel. <laughs> Relationships were formed that should not have been. Yep. And many of them were, quote, unwholesome. Mm-hmm. Remember, this was a place for fifth, 9 to 15-year-olds, and sometimes even older. Between the ages of 9 and 15, puberty happens. Mm-hmm. There should have been no co-ed sleeping, nor should there have been... Um, you know, sleeping arrangements that allowed 15-year-olds or older to sleep in the same room as those who are less, you know? The gap from 9 to 15. The changes that are happening mentally and physically are Like, you can look at a 9-year-old and a 15-year-old and know, like, that is not right. Yeah. So, once all that ended and Randall's Island was coming to an end, the girls were sent to a facility... Uh, relocated somewhere else on the Hudson. I actually do think it was called the training facility for for girls, girls or something. The training school for girls. And it probably sucked. Yeah, probably. It'll probably be another episode if I could look up another. Please info. find it because yeah. I know what's coming up for these boys. Right. And I know that the girls ain't getting that. The remaining boys were relocated to somewhere more, more wholesome and nurturing, which enter the Warwick State Training School for Boys. Some of the boys from Randall's Island were even transferred previously to help construct the facility in Warwick. Mm -hmm. The intention was to remove the boys from the violence, the aggression, and gangs from Randall's Island in the first place and put them somewhere that could actually help them rather than make them worse. The boys were then able to learn new skills like fishing and swimming in a nearby lake, tending the farm, shoe repair, printing, upholstery, and even barbering. It's nice. Yeah, they got exercise, and yep, they learned to swim. That's what I already said. So they were also receiving an education, so that's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. So they were learning just all these things. They had no time to want to think about doing anything else. No, no, hopefully. And they were fun things, you know, it wasn't like boring stuff. On top of all that, every Saturday, two members of the Society of Illustration would come and teach art classes on different ink mediums, as well as using pastels and oil and watercolor paints. There was, quote, 
clubhouses on the property, and at the end of every year, the boys were able to present their work in an art show held at the clubhouse, which is really nice. That's fun, too. Yeah. Makes you feel good, sure you know, does. when your art is exhibited. It's like, I love oh. my senior art show. I, I love, I mean, my now husband came to meet me there, and that was the first time I'd ever seen him standing up outside of his car, and I realized how short he was, and I was in high heels, <laughs> and it was grand, yeah, though. I mean, yeah. he even... Because it's at the end of the year, and you guys got yeah, together in May. And my friend was supposed to take me home, and he never even showed up to come to my art show, so I had no ride home, because my parents already left thinking Do I, I know who that home. friend was? Oh, yeah, it was Curtis. And so... Names. They don't know the last name. That's true. He that's would. That's true. He would. I, you know who you be. If you, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, though, because guess who took me home? Gustavo. My husband did. Gustavo. So we shared our first kiss. Anyway, <laughs> my art show was fantastic. You can't oh, tell. For more reasons than one. <laughs> right. It's very memorable. Uh, Even that my parents there. Well, and seniors got literally... A full you thing. Got I mean, you got to put together display. a whole display. Yeah. All, and it was you. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like the school was like, oh, you can't wait. Mm-hmm. You. Mine wasn't fantastic, it. but it was still something of my art. It had my artwork in it, and that yeah. was the coolest part. So oh, I know. They're so cool. I felt like this was actually a good place for them to be for once. It was good to them. It was good for them. Yeah, it it's seems not like they're... very heard of that we that No, we talk you about never that. hear that. It's like... There, it's underfunded, and there's no one to take care of them, and there's nothing and there's for them to do. And there's tunnels with dead bodies bored, running through the property. They're all naked and covered <laughs> in filth. Like, and it's awful. Feces, and it's so overcrowded, they can't even move. And That's Jesus. the girl training camp. <laughs> Probably, man. It sucks to be a uh, girl. What do the boys need? I don't know. I would have been Mulan and dressed up as a boy and been like, I will go with you. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Can, can, can I paint? <laughs> exactly. Can I fish? I don't want to be here. Ah. Uh, they even had 20 Columbia site. Okay, guys, I'm, I really have to plug in now. So okay. if you get feedback, you get feedback. I'm sorry. <gasps> sorry. We can't hear it. No, I can't even tell. We heard it last. No, we didn't. Did we? Mm-mm. No. Okay. All right. Uh-oh. So Bye, guys. they even had 20 Columbia psychiatrists and physicians to study how certain environmental, physical, and emotional traumas contributed to committing crimes and how they could possibly Good. correct that. So. Good. Instead they're of actually, just detaining them, they're trying to figure out the root causes yeah. and, and maybe the mental Instead illness. of just treating their problem, they're trying to cure the problem. Mm-hmm. Go back. Mm-hmm. Go back to the trauma and the root of the cause, just like we all do in therapy when we go yep. to therapy. It's yep. what is causing and us to go back. And realize that, you know, these... Things these, like that can cause... Yes, yes, exactly. Like the parent not being there yeah. or this not kid being on his own that can cause these issues later mm-hmm. on. Despite how good it seemed, our girl, Eleanor Roosevelt, who has my favorite quote ever, which is, no one. Oh, God. I don't have movie quote history in my head like you do. Uh, I know well, what it is. It's not just movies, but yeah, she well, actually I know, said but that's like my favorite part of that movie. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Yes, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. Eleanor Roosevelt said that, and you always remember that, you guys. You do, you do. And then go watch Princess Diaries. Yes, I might just go home and watch it anyway. <laughs> Is it on Disney? Yeah, I think so. It should be. It's a Disney yeah. movie. So Eleanor visited the facility in 1945. <laughs> Apparently, according to what she saw, she said that she felt like the people in charge didn't show much love or understanding to the boys, which could have been 
it could have simply even just been the supervisors there. It wasn't yeah. necessarily the facility. I'm yeah. thinking might have been a couple bad apples that she saw yeah. on her visit. Because there was absolutely nothing else, unless stuff has severely been covered up. And I would like to add something in at the end. But if you guys have ever, if you were a boy in this school, if you were somebody who lived in this place after and when it was an actual prison, please let us know because I love the inside knowledge of what it was like. I'm just curious on on all of the different things because usually, like, I want to know about the pay Mm -hmm. because it had to have been pretty good pay because how many people really out of the kindness of their heart are going to be like... Yeah, maybe the parent. Or I'm just a cynical motherfucker. But Unless like, they're awful people and they were like, oh, I have no mind. I need a place to stay, so I'll sure, I'll take the job. Right? And those like would have been the people who didn't treat the yes, place well. Yes, yes. So it must have, like, the good people coming in, like, what was the incentive? I mm-hmm. want to know, like, what. Yeah, true. It, unfortunately, I feel like everyone needs an incentive because mm, yeah, it's true. I'm cynical, but yeah. So even still, the school continued into the 1970s, so it seems like it wasn't horrible. However, we know that really horrible places went on for a long time sometimes, so that's not even correlation. Because even, like, my parents were born before that, so, like, they might know people or... Yeah. Damn, if you went there, let me know. Yeah. Your parents went there. Go ask your parents and your dad. Yeah. I'm curious, because it still continues, so if you've ever been to the place afterwards, what I'm going to talk about now, let us know. Now, this is when everything changed in the 70s. Everyone was integrated, which means the violent and the non-violent. Things were crazy at the time. Yeah, 70s were crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, inmates were constantly trying to escape, and by 1976, the state shut the whole thing down. At that point, I mean, you've got boys coming in that, I mean... Right now, you've got all sorts of drugs happening in the 70s, okay? Yeah, you do. So, there's a lot going on at this place. Now, once it shut down, literally a year after, the property became the Mid-Orange Correctional Facility. This time, it became a medium-security prison for adult men only. It was originally meant to hold 400, but when the war on rugs... (laughs) <laughs> it was not fixed. The war on rugs. The war on rugs. <laughs> Don't do rugs, kids. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then, yeah. then what I said was that I went into a whole war on rugs last season. Oh, well, no, I said. I got rid of all my rugs in my house. And yeah, then and I then said, I said I like, I've been on a war of rugs because I ain't got none uh-huh. in my Yeah, house. I was like, I do like to have rugs in my cozy places and the living room and the bedroom, but I don't. And then we got We're into slippers. We're not getting into this. It was no. gross. And, yeah, but that's what you missed. It was great. So, the war on rugs. Yeah. Leave us a review and we'll tell you what that was. Yeah, if you really, really want to know. Hey, you never know. We left them. We left, you know, the bait. They might bite. True. So, it was originally meant to hold 400, but when the war on drugs really started happening, it was quickly overwhelmed. They were able to double bunk the inmates and add bunk beds to the gym and increase the capacity to 1,000. And once more jails opened up nearby, they were then able to cut back down to about 750. So instead of stuffing people comparatively to what we've read in the past in hallways mm-hmm. and everywhere else. Or to a cell that is not made for that many right. people. And, they know. at least put put the beds in places where there was space to put places. Like in the gymnasium instead of stuffing yeah. them all in the hallways and shit like that, which and is a fire hazard. And I think, you know, a lot of the prisons that were built in the 1800s. You know, that was when the really bad stuff happened at mm-hmm. those. Like, luckily, we have had prison reform. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of people, you know, from probably the 60s up mm-hmm. being like, let's do something different yeah. here. Yeah. Now, this prison was pretty 
interesting and cool actually the facility was the first to start the puppies behind bars program which if you've never heard of it it was designed for inmates to actually raise and train guide dogs for those who had disabilities on the outside they also had a modular housing construction shop and it was the first commercial prison carpentry shop they also built family reunion units and i'm not sure there was no specification specificity they did not specify (laughs) whether or not those reunion units were on prison grounds or where they were yeah 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 that's what i would assume like a place where you can visit yeah that's what i would have a big conjugal visits and things yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you get your conjugal yet? <laughs> they also, um, <laughs> oh, by the time 2011 came around, crime rates had dropped, and the facility closed in 2011, along with many others in the state. Since then, it's a park for people to enjoy with some offices and vocational education offices inside. Hmm. It's also got plans to be a solar energy park, if it's already not, with um, solar panels. And I guess in 2016, they did something with opening the sports complex there as well. Oh, nice. And I don't know if it's for, like, maybe community people to use the sports complex. That'd be really cool if that's the case. That would be cool, yeah. So if you guys know what it is now and you use it, that'd be cool. Let us know what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, now, I even put on, come on now, onto the good stuff, ghosts. So, uh, this is the part I don't know, guys. Yeah, we uh, had to stop, uh, well, at some point, yeah. It was so, like right around here. We're literally almost to the end. Yeah, so. Yeah, we almost fucking got to the end. And only if it recorded the actual up until we stopped, that would have been fine. We would have just re recorded the last 15 minutes like it happened two, two weeks ago, but no, it literally. Did just the intro. But really, <laughs> your computer did us a service by fucking up because we would have been a lot more mad if we got through the whole entire oh, I episode oh, my and then God. realized none of it fucking oh, recorded. Yeah. <sighs> so, to keep this interesting, yes, there are disembodied voices, door slams, uncomfortable feelings. As usual, visitors have claimed to be touched, but this time I'm going to tell you from a story tell you a story from a person investigating with a large group of like 45 like those ghost tours that they do yep, yep. but they were able to bra- branch out on their own oh fun and i read their story on mid midatlanticdaytrips.com for this investigation you're gonna laugh at me because i don't remember what they're called they used the lights with the green dots and the red ones with like the grid lines so they had a green dot light that they set up to so that their cameras maybe can picture mo- get motion moving better, and then they also used the lighting that had red grid lines everywhere. Oh, I don't so, really know like the proper name. It's probably just like a, it's a, a some gritter. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like grid. I was gonna ca- say like, like electromagnetic gridding or something. They're not cameras; they're just like lights, I think. And they just put them up because I think when they're recording, yeah, when, when they can tell when movement is going yeah, through yeah. the lines. Because all the you dots. see is black. Yeah. And you can't really see a lot, but if electromagnetic energy goes through that, it makes like a whoop whoop. Yeah. And then you can see it on camera. Yeah. Yeah, that's some fancy shit. They used those. They also used this little um, cat toy. It was like a cat ball that lights up. So if something were to happen, it would light up or roll around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a great idea. Uh If you're doing this on the cheap, cheap, then that's a good idea. Uh They did use dowsing rods, flashlights, and an EVP recorder. So that's just a typical voice recorder. Yeah. 
they did not use a ghost box or anything because okay. those are expensive. People don't just have the money to buy shit like that, which no we EMF? haven't either yet. No EMF reader? No. Okay. So they emphasize on the activity in three locations, but there's no doubt that things can be heard everywhere else. Mm-hmm. From what they're told, the basement of the mess hall is where people are touched. Not only are they touched, but they have claimed to be scratched there as well, which we all know how we feel about scratches here, okay? I think we literally just talked about it in the last episode. Yeah, we Quite did. We, we literally had a, just, like, a conversation about Unless scratches. you're seeing it happen actively, mm-hmm. appear on your skin, mm-hmm. and you it's did tough. not itch it, then yeah, it's, it's, tough. it's tough. So, But this is also where many people capture their EVPs, and this person mm-hmm. in their group caught an EVP there. Nice. They said... That the group asked if the spirit enjoyed them being there, to which they received the response of, fun. Huh. Unfortunately, the answer to their next question wasn't so fun. Mm. When they asked the same question, whether the spirit enjoyed them being there, something screamed in their EVP in response. My whole body just lit up. Like, do you enjoy our company here? <sighs> like, oh shit, dude. Damn. Oh shit. That's yeah. <laughs> I know, I've got goosebumps. Dude, everywhere. Like everywhere. Awful. It feels Ugh. weird. They were also told the third floor of the admin building is supposedly haunted by shadow figures, but they didn't catch any when they were up there. Mm. Though they didn't catch any apparitions of shadow figures on camera, their light ball, their cat ball, did light up and roll towards them while they were on that floor. Crazy. Now... For me, my house was built in 1890. There are floors that I need to re-level because my house is settled in a way Uh that floors are crooked. Uh And so I think that... It's tough. For my knowledge, I would... I have to... I would do tests when I first came in, put the ball down, see if they were rolling, or just see if the Uh ball rolls when you first put it down. But I guess if they notice that the ball started rolling towards them, it It must not have been rolling in the first place. Yeah, exactly. If it's sitting... Like, at work, in my chair, literally, yeah. I can't sit cross-legged, because I'll pull up, and then I'll just You'll start just sliding back. back. Yeah, because it's just on a hill. Yeah. My drawer's haunted. It'll just start, <laughs> like, coming out. And you would know. Like, yeah. I would know if it was a ghost at work. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't happen, and then all of a sudden, it's like, it's happening. whoa. Yeah. You know, so you'll know if you put the ball down in and certain areas where it's going to move and mm-hmm. where it's not. If it's just moving on its own, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's obviously an unlevel floor boat. It's like our ghost hunt we went on. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Benjamin. Oh, that oh, ghost oh, hunt. That oh, ghost. Oh. <laughs> you want oh a Cosmo? God, you guys, we should do a windbag Wednesday. On. We should do a windbag on that. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, Jesus. We'd go live on it if any of you guys cared. <laughs> Aww. I'm so bitter. I'm sorry, it's been a shitty week. Yeah, it has been. So, anyway, where did I leave off here in my document? Okay. Oh, God. Catball. Catball. In room 309. They said they encountered a really sad feeling and came across the spirit of a little boy who seemed to be scared, but was also hurt. So that would just make me really sad. Well, imagine these there. little boys. They're away from Their anybody that they know, you know, and it's just awful. I mean, who a knows nine, how, 9 to 15, that's still a little yeah, boy. And like, who knows a how kid. they were really treated. It said, like, oh, you know, things were okay, but they might have had that bad person mm-hmm. and been treated awful. Mm-hmm. Or just had or had bullies there since they were, mm-hmm. you know, integral. They had nine to fifteen year olds all in the same spot. You well, know? and is now just alone. 
Yeah. You know, haunting this building. So, last... That's the child you're bringing home, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He can come home with me, sweetheart. Demon. Now I don't have to adopt an actual child. I can just adopt a ghost child. Ghost children. Yeah. Here, Mom. Here's your second grandchild. Where is it? I can't see it. Just knock something off the fucking counter. <laughs> Demon. She's <laughs> a little scrap. <laughs> oh, and I actually saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> Mom. Oh, jeez. All right. So last but Love not you, least. Love you, Jennifer. <laughs> they said that dormitory A3 is supposedly haunted by a young man spirit, Charles McBride, and also a Richard. But they said they didn't know Richard's last name. But I... Oh, happen to maybe have an idea of who it could be. Okay, 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 okay. This person may or may not be on the list now. So the facility housed a serial killer at one point from New Jersey named Richard Beganwald, whose M.O. was um, rape and robbery. I'm not getting into it, so that's all you're going to hear. And eventually murder. He murdered six people, and he may or may not be on the list now, like I said. Richard died in 2008 from kidney failure, but he did die in a hospital, not there. Yeah, Obviously, since it was shut down. He spent time there. Mm-hmm. Like you're, I feel like that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who die somewhere else, and then their soul and spirit ends up. Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. Now, they got, they've gotten growls on their EVPs and stuff, so I was wondering, is it, it possible yeah. that Richard returned? You know, and is it possible yeah. that they captured this Richard on EVP growling at them? Interesting. And no one, because usually, like, you hear, like, the big shows, they hear a name. They already know that a person like that has stayed there, so then they're like, oh, is this? Yeah. You know, like, this hasn't been put together. No, like, they just said was, last name unknown, and in another yeah. article I was reading, they made mention of two of the most famous people, which aren't that famous, who had been yeah. kept there. Yeah. No, and I, I noticed. Richard. So I first saw Richard, I first saw the article about Richard. Um, the actual serial killer, and then I was reading through the rest of my article. The I was going, and, and I was like, Richard, name unknown. I was like, hold on a second, what was that guy's name? And I'm like, uh-huh. when did he? Is he dead? And when did he die? And then yeah. I looked it up. I'm like, 2008. Oh my god, this could be. And that's before the, ghost the prison of Richard. Even closed down. So yeah, he closed down in 2011. There. He could have been an inmate there, and then he. Went to a hospital stay to die, or sorry, Uh to, you know, have kidney problems and then die. And then that's where he went back to because that's the last place he knew or something. He felt most at home there. Very well So I thought that was really kind of interesting that I might have solved the ghost. And who done, who's there? When we go, we can ask by name. Are you? And maybe Richard? we can ask some questions and provoke a little bit, like do yeah. some research on What was crimes. this building like? That could Same be our inside knowledge. Victims and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so and I do have know, the, I do have the names of the victims and everything. And so. we know that you know that one that one group goes there. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can get in. Yeah, I'm sure they pay money, but well, they have something. <laughs> Better not be like the last one. Uh, no. <laughs> now, Charles McBride was a boy interred during the more violent times, and it was said that he. Ha- that he did hang himself in that dorm. Hmm. However, the autopsy is contradictory. Not okay. that he hung himself. It was, yes, he obviously was hanged. Was hung, hanged, yes. But he had multiple bruises in multiple places on his body and a slap hmm. mark across his face when he was found. And so I'm wondering if it was more of a homicide situation where yeah. somebody actually 
did that and then hung him up after to make it look uh, like suicide. Probably. Probably. So. People saw. Yes. This is also a good place for, like I mentioned, EVPs, sounds, knocks, and missed figures. Oh, yeah. So, here I we are. A lot of it has been, like, remodeled. Like, you said, like, room 309 or whatever. Like, that's office space now. So, I'm not sure which one is office space. I know that they said that some of the interior is, but... but the, I think that's I've seen jail cells in pictures, right? Like, there are still yeah. some areas that are kind of original. And I don't think there's a lot of offices, to be to be honest. Okay. And I wonder if it's only, like, maybe probably in the admin building, because there was an admin building. Oh, yeah, building. always have one that's of those. That's probably where yeah. the offices are. Okay. Um, because I do know that in the pictures, it, it's funny because it does kind of look like a school building on the inside in some kind photos. Of, yeah. But then also you have the jail cell because they mm -hmm. transferred it from the training school to... To a jail. And what's nice is that for being a juvenile delinquency center, it still looked more like a school rather than... A jail or a hospital. A juvenile or, delinquent center. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. it looked more welcoming and nurturing. Did you fart? No, I had a Slim Jim <laughs> earlier and I burped a little bit and that Slim Jim came That's out. That's the third time and I was going to ask you earlier, did you fart? I was like, I was she's like, oh, like God, wafting away over her. her and I'm like, <laughs> I, don't I don't want you to be like, you know, reading it. Like, oh. <laughs> I probably just laugh. Because it's just that Slim Jim it's flavor hilarious. just comes out and it's just like, ooh, okay. But yeah, for being only closed for, uh, what, 12 years now, mm -hmm. 10, 10, 11 years, um, yeah, because it closed in 2011, so, 10, 11 years, 11 years that it, it, the paint is quite peeling quite a bit, but you have mm -hmm. to think that they probably never took off the lead paint, they probably never yeah. fixed the asbestos, they probably yeah. never, none of that stuff, so no, that's probably why it's no. becoming more dilapidated more quickly, I wonder, so. And you never know about vandals, and, mm -hmm. you know, the vandals took the handles, and. Surprisingly, from the pictures, I haven't seen any graffiti inside, which is Good. really nice to see. Yeah. You know, if you if people are going to go explore places. It seems like they're taking places, care of it, though, too. Like yeah. It's, it's, they it's, have plans for it. I can't stand people who have no respect for the place they're exploring. Mm -hmm. And I don't or care the history of anything. what it is. Like, just don't. I, and, and that's coming from me. I think graffiti is artwork, but it has its place. I agree. Do it on a nice Yep. ugly brick building on the outside yep. don't yep. do it to a piece of history of no. something like this exactly. you know like exactly don't do that so here we are done with another place in new york hopefully that whole last bit wasn't blocked out by the buzzing and if it was sorry, sorry about, it. about it can't guys. do anything about it at this point so yeah we've done with another place in new york that we haven't been to but need to go and i'm just itching so badly for a paranormal snoop like, I so badly. I, I agree. I have been resorting to watching people snooping on YouTube. So, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> have you been to the facility for a ghost hunt or just a picnic on the property? Did you used to go there when it was a training school? Did you used to Re be interred there when yeah. it was a jail? Let us know. Um, we want to hear all about the inside details. You know, I can only get the outside picture. And, you know, they're maybe not saying everything, you know, obviously. Yeah, sometimes so. they hide the facts, and who knows what exactly happened, yeah. you know, especially... We'd love to know. Records probably aren't that fucking great. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So if you want to let us know those things, you can leave us a message on Facebook or Insta, as well as emailing us at the Gmail at morethanmurderpod.com. And you can uh -huh. also submit us morethanmurderpod at gmail.com. <laughs> 
at gmail.com. Otherwise, you're just going to go to the website, which yep. there, yep. Which, you yes. can submit a query, which will send us an email. So. Wonderful segue. I know. How perfect. <laughs> My brain must have just known. Just knew. So... Go to the website, check out the link links I'm going to provide for the pictures. I know it seems like I've been late the past couple times, but when there's like a shit ton of pictures I want you guys to see, yeah. I'm not going to load them all onto the blog because that's a lot of copy. You know, that's, first of all, a lot of saving and putting on, and then that's also a lot of crediting I have to do my research mm-hmm. on. So mm-hmm. this way you can just go right to the source, see it, see the credits there, and there you go. Straight from the horse's mouth. Straight from her arse. Isn't that those things? Yes, but I'm going to say straight from the horse's arse. Mars. Mars. So, yes, thank you for uh, listening. Sorry. Yeah, guys, we, she can't be arsed. I can't be arsed. I can't be arsed. We listen to a lot of um, British Love Island. Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> so, we love you guys. It's been 56 minutes. Longer than we expected. Half we'll, of it was talking shit. Next time I talk to you, I'll be 30 years old. No. Cannot believe it. You won't. Yeah. Technically, no, because, I mean, your episode, yes, but you're going to talk in next week's episode, which is being recorded. So I said next time I talk. Oh. It's technically, because, yeah, because yeah, I shout out your birthday in well, my Well, next episode. time you hear me speaking to you. It will be. It and will then, be. Yes, yes. I will be 30. That is true. Next week. I'll be 30. Yes. Okay. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, have a good weekend. Ours is now stress-free because we're done oh. with this, and I have to go do the other tech shit to publish this episode and everything else. Enjoy listening to this at 8 p.m. <laughs> we love you guys. Love you. Uh, bye. bye.